0: like to call, whose is this? And we all say, we don't know. That's how that game went. (laughs) Well, here's the deal. I was supposed to continue our unstoppable mission of Jesus sermon series this this Sunday morning, and it was going to be great. And I wrote it. And if you know me at all, I write my messages early on. I get them done by Thursdays. But then uh, I just started wrestling with God. You ever wrestle with God on different issues? And I woke up yesterday morning and I really felt like I was supposed to talk about something else. And so I'm trying to be obedient to the Lord on this. And, and yesterday, mor- yesterday morning, if I'm being honest, it was really a continuation of what the Lord has been speaking to me for several weeks now. And so I'm happy you're here. I think it's going to be great. But I got one word for you, and I'm going to use the whiteboard today. And that one word is holiness. Everybody say holiness. You're like, why did I come to church today? (laughs) You know, the word holy is used over 600 times in the Bible. It is so important that we understand this word. I want to show us a video. I think if you can at all, take notes during this video. At least write down some of the highlights of this video. It's really important we understand the concepts here. And then I'll I'll dive deep into the message. So let's watch this together.
1: You've probably heard the word holy before, or at least sang it in a church song once or twice. And for most people, this idea is really just connected to being a morally good person. So God is holy because he's morally perfect. Yeah,
2: that is part of it. But in the Bible, the idea of holiness is even bigger and more rich. What it's really describing is how God is the creative force behind the whole universe. He's the one and only being with the power to make a world full of such beauty and life. And so all these abilities, they make God utterly unique, which is the meaning of the word so, a helpful way to think about God's holiness is by using the sun as a metaphor. The sun is unique, at least within our solar system, and it's really powerful it's the source of all this beautiful life on our planet. And so you could say that the sun is holy. And you can actually take this metaphor even further, in that the whole area around the sun is also holy.
1: Yeah, because the closer you get to the sun, the more intense it gets
2: yeah exactly so that very power and goodness that generates all this life is also dangerous I mean the sun if you get too close will annihilate you and in the same way there's this paradox at the heart of God's own holiness because if you're impure his presence is dangerous to you and not because it's bad but because it's so good And so the first time we see this paradox of God's holiness, it's in the story of Moses and the burning bush.
1: So God tells Moses to take off his sandals because he's standing on holy ground. And Moses covers his face in fear, and God says, hey, don't come any closer. It's
2: intense. It's actually that intensity of God's holiness that's explored even more in the stories about Israel's temple, which was the main place where God's holy presence was located. And at the center of the temple was this room called the Most Holy Place, it's the hot spot of God's presence. And whether you're an Israelite living in the land around the temple or a priest working right in the temple, you're in proximity to God's holy presence, which
1: is dangerous. Yeah, this is a problem. So how's it supposed to work?
2: Well, in the Bible, the solution is that you need to become pure. So like being morally pure. Yeah, and that's easy enough to understand. But the Bible spends a lot of time talking about another kind of purity, being ritually pure, which is a state where you separate yourself from anything related to death, like touching things like diseased skin or dead bodies or even certain bodily fluids. All these make you impure. And becoming ritually impure isn't necessarily sinful. What's wrong is waltzing into God's presence when you're in an impure state. And so that's why God gave the Israelites very clear instructions for knowing when they were impure, steps to become pure, so that they could go into the temple again. So that's what the book of Leviticus is about. Right. But it doesn't stop there. This idea keeps developing. So later in the scriptures, we find this really interesting story by a prophet named Isaiah. And he has this crazy vision where he's in the temple and he's right in God's presence.
1: He's totally terrified. Yeah, he knows the rules. He shouldn't even be in there. And he's worried about being destroyed. And then this crazy
2: creature called a seraphim. Yeah, that is a crazy creature. (laughs) Totally. So it flies over with a hot coal, and then it sears Isaiah's lips with the coal and says something really weird. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for.
1: So this burning coal somehow makes isaiah
2: pure yeah it's remarkable because normally if you touch something impure it transfers its impurity to you but now here's this new idea where you have this coal this very holy and pure object and it touches isaiah and it transfers its purity to him isaiah is not destroyed by god's holiness; he's transformed by it i mean the implications of this are just huge but there's one more development This time from another prophet, Ezekiel. And he has this vision where he's standing at the temple and he sees water trickling out from it. And then that water turns into a stream and then it grows into a deep river that starts flowing through the desert, leaving this trail of green trees behind it. And then it flows into the Dead Sea, making everything fresh and
1: alive. So instead of becoming pure first and then going into the temple, here God's holiness comes out from the temple making things pure and bringing them to life what does it all mean
2: so we don't know until we meet this man Jesus and he claims that he's fulfilling all of these ancient visions but in surprising new ways so Jesus he went around touching people who are impure people with skin diseases a, a woman with chronic bleeding or dead people and when he touches them their impurity should transfer over to Jesus But instead, Jesus' purity transfers to them and actually heals their bodies. Jesus is like that holy coal in Isaiah's vision. Right. And Jesus claimed that he was the human embodiment of God's own holiness and that he and his followers were now God's temple so that through them, God's holy presence would go out into the world and bring life and healing and hope. And so this is why Jesus described his followers as having streams of living water flowing out of them.
1: So this is our part of the story where we find ourselves now, but... Where is this all
2: heading? So the last pages of the Bible end with a final vision about God's holiness. This time it's by a guy named John. And in his vision we see the whole world made completely new. The entire earth has become God's temple. And Ezekiel's river is there, flowing out of God's presence, immersing all of creation, removing all impurity, and bringing everything back to life.
0: Anybody else excited about that? Man, that gets me going. So here we are. We're going to talk about holy. Who Who is holy? We just sang about him, the Lord God Almighty. He is holy. Do you believe that? Right? I mean, He's set apart. He's unique, as that uh, video said. He is perfect in all His ways. You guys know that song. He's perfect in all of His ways. That's saying that He is again holy, unique, set apart. Even in Isaiah, Isaiah six, the seraphim, that's what they say. They say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. The earth is what? It is full of his glory. Hannah prays in first Samuel chapter two. She says, There's no one holy like the Lord. Like no one like the Lord. There's no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. So the Lord is holy. But then you read the Bible, and we've been going through the Bible for years now here at a church, and as you read through the Bible, you find that we're actually called to be holy as He is holy. Well, that's something, right? Called to be holy as He is holy. And I'll tell you what, I've been following Jesus for a long time, and as a follower of the Lord, maybe some of you would agree, that call to holiness, I actually feel that in my bones. Anybody else? Anybody else? The call to holiness, as He is holy, that we would be holy. That call to holiness, if you're not feeling it, then maybe you're not a follower of Jesus, because that's what we have in Jesus. We want to be holy as He is holy. It's a call to holiness. Jesus, even Himself in Matthew 5, says, Be perfect as your heavenly Father in heaven is perfect. So you feel this. And you'll notice, we've been around for thousands of years now as humans. Humans make all these attempts at walking this out. You ever try that before in your own life? You ever try to walk out holiness? Again, you can look back at history. You can look back at the history of your own life. It's this attempt at holiness. Again, for thousands of years. Here are some of the ways that maybe you see this played out. You, you might have tried some of these things. So, uh, let's say you're trying to be holy, so you... Think about what music you're listening to. You ever been there, right? I should listen to this, maybe not that. TV, what should I watch, not watch? Movies, right? I'm just wanting to be holy as He is holy. Maybe for you, uh, I know uh, it's the idea of, well, my body's a temple, and so I need to think about what I'm eating. Um, I need to think about what I'm drinking. Just because something's legal doesn't mean it's good for me. So maybe I limit my alcohol intake or or maybe I I don't take certain things or do certain things uh, because, again, I'm trying to be holy as he is holy. Um, I I think I have a few other things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sexuality. Um, I got to think about my sexuality and I do certain things. don't do other things to try to, again, be holy in the Lord. Relationships. Right, I mean I better be nice to that person Does that make sense, right? I mean, God would want me to be nice So I guess I'll help you across the street I mean Yeah, you didn't fill up my water But I guess I'll tip you Um, Maybe So since I'm saying that I'm going to add this one Generosity, right? I'm going to prove to the Lord, right? I'm just going to be real generous I'm going to Take care of widows and orphans And all those types of things I'm just going to give to missions All those things I'm going to show my holiness As he is holy I will be holy You ever tried this? Anybody? You know what we call this? Yeah, we call this religion (laughs) And and I'm a religious person I'm not all like against religion but, But that's rules regulations to be holy and not just to be holy but to be with a holy god again religion all these things you could add a lot of things to that list to get to be holy and be with a holy god now hopefully as i'm describing this there are a few warning lights going off in your heart or in your head anybody any blinking warning? Because eh, 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 eh. if you're a Christian here today, something in your spirit should say like I maybe. <laughs> Kinda. Right? There, there's something though that feels a little off. Can we just agree that there's something that feels a little off? Because as a Christian, we know that we're not called to religion, but what are we called to? We're called actually to relationships. Anybody in here have a relationship with your Maker through Jesus Christ? Anybody else? That's what we sang about today. As a Christian, we know that. We're not called to religion. We're called to relationship. Jesus made a way for us to be in a right relationship with our Heavenly Father. Can I get an amen? It's incredible. And so on our own, we, we couldn't be holy. That's what Isaiah... Uh, is, I love that video, by the way. Because right after the seraphim do their thing, and there's like, holy, 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 the very next verses. Isaiah's like, I'm in trouble. Remember that? Have you read Isaiah 6? He goes, woe to me. I am ruined because I am a man of unclean lips. But yet I have seen the Lord. And I love the little priest guy that kind of like falls down with the X's over his eyes. Very creative. But he's in trouble, isn't he? But the very next verse, you can put it up on the screen, verse 6. says, one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and he said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. So only the Lord could make him holy. Only the Lord could make him holy. This is the same Isaiah who in, in Isaiah 64 says, All of us have become like one who is unclean. All our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Your best attempts at righteousness without the Lord are like filthy rags. Paul picks up on this idea. He says, there's no one that is righteous on their own. He quotes Psalm 53, Psalm 14. He says, no, none is righteous. No, not even one. All have turned aside. That includes the person next to you on your left and on your right. Both of them, both sides, equally unrighteous. All have turned aside. So we needed some help, didn't we? We need some help. And that help comes from the Lord. It, it's, it's just not here, church. Like, it's just not here but again i i want that help and i want to speak to some of those things in your heart I, I want the help because again as a christian i i believe this we have a burning inside of us for holiness pastor jesse do you have a burning inside of you for holiness brayden bergen do you have a burning for holiness inside of you you know i know that about those guys because for weeks we have been talking about this We've been discussing it amongst each other. Like, I mean, it's not just like, oh, like, I want to try to be a nice person. There is a burning, a fierce fire within our souls to be holy as the Lord is holy. And yet, it seems to be impossible. And Yet, that's why this is a church and why Jesus is awesome. In fact, His news, they call it the good news, but it's the best news ever because in Jesus we found what? We have found our holiness. Not in what I have done, not what you have done, but what in Christ has done. Holiness in Jesus. Can I get In amen? amen? Praise the Lord. Holiness in Jesus. By grace through faith you have been saved. You guys know it, it comes from Ephesians. By grace through faith you've been saved not by work so that no man no woman could boast but what by his grace we're saved by his grace we're holy that's why we sing if you thought we just sang because that's just what you do on Sunday mornings you sing no you sing because you're grateful you're thankful you knew what you once were but you know who you are now in Christ you sing you worship you clap you don't just clap because the drummer needs to know two and four no you clap because you're happy you raise your hands not just because you're trying to show everyone you wore deodorant you raise your hands because you want to worship the Lord because in Christ you're holy hallelujah man I I just love it I I know who I am without Jesus and where there seemed to be no way he made a way so many scriptures I can't read them all but here's just a few 2nd Corinthians 5 for our sake he made him, made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus bore our sins, First Peter says, in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Aren't you thankful that you can die to sin and live to righteousness? He says, by his wounds you have been healed. That word healed, that means like you have been made whole praise you jesus once you were alienated from god once you were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior but now he has reconciled you by christ's physical body through death to present you if you're taking notes you want to write this down because some of you don't believe this about yourself but this is what god believes about you because of his son he presents you holy in his sight that's who you are before your father. You're like, but, but I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. I mean, you, have you seen? I, I'm just failing again and again. He goes, no, no, no. See, it's a holiness that's found in Jesus. And because of Jesus and His holiness, you are holy in His sight. I mean, even me saying that, some of you are wrestling with that. But this is the truth. Some of you believe in the lie. Believe the truth today that you are free from accusation. You are without blemish. Why? Because of Jesus. By the way, that's why this is a Jesus place. That's why I say Jesus changes everything. All my eggs are in one basket and his name is because it's in his righteousness, his holiness that we now live holy, without blemish, free from accusation. But then listen. See, it's from that place of holiness in Jesus. Holiness that we didn't earn, that we didn't work for, that we now find our delight, our joy, our purpose, our calling as we live hidden in the righteousness of Christ. And His holiness. I love the visual of that river. His holiness. Just get that back into your mind's eye right now. That holiness is like a river that flows around us, in us. And through us. Church, our name is Lifespring. Do you know where that comes from? It comes from that portion of Scripture in Ezekiel. That's why we're called Lifespring. Did you know that? I I bet some of you didn't know that, but that's why we're called Lifespring. It's the idea you've been so radically changed by the holiness found in Jesus that the river would flow, not just in us, but also flow through us. So that means wherever we go. So in your family, in your workplace, at your school. Anywhere you go, grocery store, 7-Eleven, Interstate 5, wherever you are. You're like, I don't know about Interstate 5. <laughs> wherever you are, that river would flow. Because it's flowing through you. And wherever that river touches, it brings life. Life and flourishing and abundance. That river flows and it affects everything. So the river flows and it affects Everything. So, it affects the music I listen to, the shows I watch, movies. Man, it affects my diet. I'm not trying to earn something or get to God, but my body is a temple of the Lord. And it affects what I drink. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, everything's legal now. But, man, I'm holy in Christ. and I'm, I don't need to drink that. I don't need to smoke that. My sexuality. I don't have to do just whatever I want to do or whatever feels right or whatever my culture is telling me I can do. No. Like, that's not how I live my life. That's not the basis of my life. That's not even the foundation of my life. The foundation is Christ, and Christ has a lot to say about sexuality. So I'm going to live it out and walk it out. Relationships. Oh, man, did you hear McConnellani today talking about those blessing bags? It's not like some, like, well, we're just going to do a bunch of good things and show God that, you know, we're good people. No, it's actually because we have the mind of Christ. We have the attitude of Christ. And you know who Christ was, like, really, 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 really for? It's the orphans. It's the widows. It's the outcasts, the outsiders, the marginalized, those on the outside looking in. It's for those that have been ridiculed and mocked and those who have been truly abandoned and forsaken. Jesus said, no, those ones are mine. I came for such as these. Man, that's why we do that, right? The overflow, even generosity, right? Oh man, why are we generous? And you guys are generous, by the way. Those numbers are ridiculous, ridiculous numbers. Three hundred twenty-eight thousand in two years, unbelievable. Praise the Lord. I'm humbled by that. Um, You guys, it's just crazy, right? But where's that generosity? It's like, well, we're just going to really show God, you know, how amazing and awesome we are. No, it's like, dude, have you met my God? My God is so generous. He has been so generous to me, and as he has been generous to me, how could I not be generous to others? Praise the Lord. There's some great scriptures that explain this much better than I ever could, what, what this looks like. To live from a place of holiness. 1 Thessalonians 4. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. That's the will of God. Your sanctification. That you abstain from sexual immorality. That each one of you know how to control his own body. In holiness. And in honor. But catch this. He says, but not in the passion of lust. Like the Gentiles who do not know God. I find that very interesting. Because what he's saying. Is remember who you are. And whose you are. You're not like those who don't know God. I want to say that again. If you're a Christian here this morning, you are not like those who do not know God. Now, it's not because of anything you've done, not by your works, but because you put your faith in Jesus, you have something now that your non-Christian friends don't have, which is what? The holiness that is found in Jesus. And so, yeah, you're living in this culture and you're seeing the things of this culture and you're witnessing people all around you just freely doing whatever they want to do. And yet, out of the freedom you have in Christ, you're going to say, you know, actually, I'm going to abstain from that. I'm going to say no to that. And I'm not, going to, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to be negative toward you. I'm like, God bless you. I love you. But for me, in my life, I live by a different standard. It's a new way to be human. I know the Lord. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. 2 Timothy 2. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, I remember reading this in college like, whoa. He says, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every... Good work. Keep that one on there. Anyone want to be useful for the master? Like, come on. Ready for every good work? Well, then, Holy Spirit of God, remind me of the holiness I have in Jesus that I would be set apart to do what you're calling me to do. Let the river flow. 1 John 3, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil, he's been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. I want to say that again. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him. We sing songs about it all the time, born again, new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Do you believe that, that God's seed is in you? He cannot keep on sinning because he's been born of God. Hallelujah. First Peter 1, as obedient children, don't be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Again, I get it. I am in the world as well. I'm tempted just like everybody else. We are seeing it. I mean, go on social media. It's cray-cray. Like, it's just wild to watch what is happening in this world. But you do not have to be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as He who called you to be holy, or is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Again, this isn't to try to get to God, get to Jesus, get to holiness. No, but as you remember who you are and whose you are, you shall be holy as I am holy. See, if you're a Christian here this morning, I just want to encourage you, do whatever you need to do to remember who you are and whose you are. Do whatever you need to do. Get aggressive with this to remember what Christ has done for you because the world's not going to remind you. Your social media app isn't going to remind you. Even a lot of your friends and coworkers, they aren't going to remind you. Do whatever you need to do so that you can let the river flow And walk this out in your life. Also, I want you to hear this. You don't have to do this on your own. Praise the Lord. Did you know that? You don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to just, like, grit it and get a bunch of willpower and, you know, self-determination. Our Heavenly Father actually sent you a helper. What's his name? Holy Spirit. Amen. You guys are awesome. This is one of the greatest gifts that we have, what? Because of the holiness of Jesus. Without the holiness of Jesus, could the Holy Spirit live in us morning and night, day by day? No. It's only made possible through His righteousness, His perfection. He made a way for the Spirit to live in us. The Bible says this so clearly. As the temple filled, the physical temple, back in the day in the city of Jerusalem, now the Holy Spirit rushes in and fills the temples of our lives. Aren't you thankful for the power of the Holy Spirit? So He's not just around us. He's on us. He's in us. He's moving through us. He doesn't just stay in a building. He doesn't just stay in a special place. No. The Holy of Holies is wherever you go he goes with you John 14 26 says that the Holy Spirit is always teaching us he's always reminding us of everything Jesus has said and done and so church tap into his power today like lean your ear close and listen to what he is saying because Jesus made a way for the Holy Spirit of God to live in you whoa are you kidding me I was watching a Netflix thing on the universe and I'm like, I do not know what I'm watching and this is terrifying me. But the same God who hovered over the waters at the beginning of creation is the same God who lives in you. Whoa! Let that take your breath away again this morning. That's what Jesus has done for you. He gave us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is for you and He wants to help you. Remember, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'll say it again. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So tap into the Spirit. Let Him even give you practical steps to walk out that freedom. Practical steps to walk out that freedom. And I, and I say that because, did you know you have an enemy? He's the accuser of your souls. The devil, he hates you. He wants nothing but your death and destruction. Like sometimes when I say that, it makes people squirm. It should make you squirm. That's terrifying, right? And oh, how we need Jesus to help us in that battle. With, by the way, one whom Jesus himself describes the devil as the father of lies. He says lying is his native tongue. That's what Jesus talks about the devil. It's his native language. And we know, I know this in my own life, the accuser just continues to speak his lies And he will continue to speak his lies and continue to speak his lies over your life. And have you noticed it is tempting to believe the lie? It's tempting to believe those lies even as truth. Truth over your life. And that's why as a Christian, man, you got to do whatever you got to do to be living in the river, to be dancing in the river. Lean on the power of the Holy Spirit. Let him remind you to stir it up. Stir it up. Not a religious thing, but a relationship. Stir it up. Stir up what the lord has done for you stir up what the lord is doing for you right now Let him remind you of who you are and whose you are in christ jesus Here's just some practical ways to walk this out. You guys know the list But from a place of relationship daily choose to be filled with the holy spirit Have you noticed that that it's a daily walk? I sure have Like daily because in my flesh i'm really stubborn in my flesh. I put up walls in my flesh, I have agendas and plans and, and things that I want to do. But I have to yield every morning. That's why I read the Bible every morning, is to yield to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, fill me up. Lead me. That I just said it. Read your Bible every day. Don't read the Bible because, well, you know, Pastor Dan said I should read the Bible, and it seems like a good thing to do, and, you know, like, whatever. like. Non-Christians read the Bible and don't get anything out of it. There's scholars who are brilliant scholars and have studied the Bible who aren't using it and living by it as the living Word of God. Like, it's not about reading the Bible. It's about this. It's about, oh, man, just to be reminded, to, to remember, to be encouraged, to be strengthened, to have my faith just be shored up that God is who God said He is. Lord, would you just remind me by that daily manna, that daily Word. That's why you read the Bible. Not to just check some little box. You need a fresh word from the Lord. Anybody else? You need a fresh word from the Lord. Go to church. Again, by the way, we don't take attendance here. We don't get like a special plaque from Foursquare if you show up. But you go to church. Why do you go to church? Because you're like, man, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to live this out... Not in some legalistic rules and regulation, religion thing. But if I'm going to walk out this relationship, I don't want to do it alone. And I need people to hold me accountable. And I, I need people to walk with me. And I need people to pray for me. Anybody else need people to pray for you? Hallelujah. And so you go to church. You dive into community. You sign up for a Life Group. Go to the next level class. But I'd also say this, and this might be kind of controversial for some of you. I, I wish it wasn't. But I think the Lord would even say then, take some steps in your physical health. Take some steps in your mental health. Because God cares not just about your spirit. He cares about all of you. Even salvation, that word salvation, is about a wholeness that the Lord would bring. A wholeness to all of you. Like head, body, soul, mind, spirit. Just the wholeness of Jesus. So I want you to think about that in practical ways. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you. Some of you, maybe the Spirit is saying, hey, you,
1: go to the doctor.
0: <laughs> you know your spouse has been telling you to go for a long time. And I find that often my spouse sounds a lot like the Holy Spirit. Right? Allow him, even now, as I'm, I'm blabbing away, just allow him. Maybe go to therapy. Go to counseling. Attend the AA meeting. Be brave and courageous in the Lord. Go to celebrate recovery. Make sure you do have that accountability partner. Hey, confess your sins one to another. Whatever's kind of hiding in the darkness, bring it out into the light. Live in the light as he is in the light. Get to work, not to earn your holiness, but get to work from a place of holiness. It's just a declaration that says the devil's a liar. I'm a child of the king, born into his family, and I'm living in freedom and joy and the abundant life that I've found in the holiness of Christ. Now, it's got to be said, are we going to be perfect at this No. Have you ever met a human before? (laughs) I mean, you know me. I'm sure not perfect. Do you need God's grace? Yeah. By the way, you needed God's grace when you were first saved, but you still need God's grace today. It's by His grace. But by His grace, remember who and whose you are. Because of Jesus, you can dance in the river. That video, again, so beautiful. Because of Jesus, you can dance in the river. And I'm telling you, if you're willing, he will change everything. He will change everything. I mean, he wants to change everything. So that addiction that keeps popping up, he cares about that. He wants you to be free in that place. That secret that nobody else knows about, he cares about about that. He wants you to be free in that area. The anger issue, the place of jealousy or envy, that deep place of hurt and pain and woundedness. He cares about it all. He wants His holiness to invade every single part of your life. And it's not to condemn you. It's not to bring you shame. It's to set you free. To set you free. Again, it's for freedom that He sets you free. The Spirit of the Lord is here. And in His presence, there's freedom. So allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. And again, don't be afraid to get practical on this. God is actually really good at helping us in practical ways. Did you know that? So even now, as I'm talking, the Holy Spirit might bring someone to mind that you, you should be calling. You need to give him a call. or you need to give him a text. I mean, is there a support group that you need to attend? Is there a counseling appointment that you need to schedule? let him work in those practical ways. I did something really practical. Uh, Christmas morning, 2003. I love that my dad is here this morning because I sat down, my wonderful parents, on Christmas morning and I confessed that I had a gambling addiction. In fact, I had spent the entire night, the whole night at a local casino. And before we did anything, I said, Mom and Dad, I have something I need to tell you. And I'm Man, that was a powerful first step Of a very courageous and brave journey For the freedom from that addiction But I also want you to hear this The journey that I began Wasn't to get to God Does that make sense? It wasn't even to become holy I loved the Lord I already had a relationship with the Lord I loved Him and He loved me and God, some of you just need to hear this because you have believed a lie other than this. But you need to hear this. I'm speaking about my life, but you need to hear this over your own life. God was as close as he had ever been, even in the midst of my struggles and my addiction. He hadn't abandoned me. He hadn't forsaken me. He hadn't left me. No, you see, the pit that I was in, he climbs right in there to be with me. And see, the power of my testimony is that it's from a place of a loving relationship with my heavenly Father, made possible by the holiness in Christ, that I began to walk out freedom from addiction. Hallelujah and amen. I don't have time to go into all the details, but by His grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit, but also because of some amazing people, godly people that the Lord surrounded me with, I began to develop what I would say are godly habits. In fact, I know I make some of you sick with the intentionality of my life. I'm a guy of rhythms and and all these sayings and all these things that I do. It's a well-ordered, structured life, and yeah, I get it. Some of you are like, what is your deal? But so much of that has come out of the freedom I found in 2003, Christmas morning 2003 and so I began to put into my life godly habits godly disciplines again not to get to God but because of God and because of what he had done in my life I began to develop even I would say structures and boundaries I set up structures and boundaries by the way I'm I was a work in progress. I am still a work in progress. But I set up structures and boundaries in my life that I still have to this day. Someone once told me that, Dan, if you were really free, you wouldn't have to have all those structures and boundaries. And I was like, what are you talking about? 20 years later, I am a man. I'm so, have you seen me, how happy I am? Have you seen how much energy and life I have? It's because of what the Lord has taught me and shown me how to walk this out, live this out. Again, through structures and boundaries. My dad and mom, listen to this. I'm 42 years old and my head is full of gray hair and they are still on my bank account. They can see every transaction that I make. Because I want to be free. So allow the Lord to speak again as we close. He, he's so in love with you. He's done so much to make a way to be with you. He delights in you. He sings over you. He has a plan for you he he's all about freedom by the way and so by his grace by his love like right now right here turn to the lord call out to jesus i'm not talking about religion i'm talking about relationship call out to jesus Whether for the first time, some of you, maybe you don't know the Lord. This is the best time to ever to know the Lord. You're like, man, I don't even know, and I've been kind of stuck here, and I thought, like, being a Christian was just like being a good person, and and I didn't know it was about all these things and what Jesus has done. Well, there's good news for you today. Believe in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus, and he is going to make you holy. And you're like, well, but I don't deserve it, and I didn't earn it. Yeah, that's the point. You, you don't. And yet he loves you so much. He made you. He fashioned you in his mother's womb. He cares about you. He's for you. He has plans for you. He wants you to be free. He wants you to live in joy and happiness and, and abundance. And so just come to Jesus. Receive Jesus into your life. And guess what? Jesus will change everything. But then maybe it's for the thousandth time that you turn to Jesus. Because again, on this walk, we're all in pro- process. We're, we're all on a journey. But there's grace enough for you to come again. And then to come again. And then to come to the Lord again and again and again. And just in the name of Jesus, ask the Lord to fill you. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to lead you. And I promise you, He will show you. And it's probably going to be different for each one of us. Right? My story had some unique parts to it. Your story has some unique parts to it. But He's going to show you what it looks like to walk this out. To be holy as He is holy. He's going to show you, I believe, I'm so in love with the Holy Spirit, and I'm confident in him right now, his work, right now at 1102, that he is able in this room to show you what this looks like, to walk out in the holiness of Christ. So I'm going to invite the worship team back up, and Kyla, if you could just begin to play. Life Spring. you need the Lord. You need Jesus. You don't need a bunch of rules and regulations. You need a relationship I need a relationship I need a restored relationship With the one who made me With the one who knows me With the one who loves me And so do you And it's only possible through Jesus Jesus himself says I am the way and the truth And the life And no one comes to the Father Except through me Again, we need the Lord And aren't you thankful that he's here? He is here. He is here. You need the Lord. You called out to his name and he came running. He's here. He aren't you thankful? I love church. I love church. Because God is here. And you need him. I need him. So I want us to take this moment. This holy moment with Jesus, because of Jesus, to give Jesus and his holiness permission once again to invade every part of our lives. Every part of our life. If you're like me, I often ask the Lord to work in a certain compartment. And lovingly and kindly, he always says, actually, Dan, I want to work on this area. I said, but actually, Jesus, I'm thinking we could work on this. He goes, no, 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 Dan, I am so for you. I love you. I have a plan for you, and I want to work on this area. So would you give that kind of surrender, a whole radical surrender to the Lord in this place? That there be no more striving. Striving is exhausting. You don't need to strive. There's peace in the Lord. You have peace with God and peace with others in the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus has done for you. So no more striving, no more gritting and bearing it and just working really hard to to get to some special place where God can use you. No, it's actually yielding and surrender. It's actually an openness to what He, by His Spirit, would want to say to you and do in and through you. So this is what we're going to do. That everyone would have the opportunity to be touched by the Lord, changed, transformed by a holy God. I'm going to go old school. <laughs> I want to open up the altar. And we don't do that often here at this church. But what I mean by that is, honestly, just anyone who is hungry for the holiness of Christ to invade every part of your life. Right there where he and all that He is and all that He's done would influence your body, soul, mind, spirit. That it would affect, yeah, of course, all the things, what you watch, what you eat, all those types of things. But that for anyone who wants Christ to be in all and to be all, and to have His freedom be in all and, and be all, or anyone that wants Christ to be everything, I just ask you to take a step forward today. By the way... The way the altar works, his presence is all over this place. So if you're in the back row, he's there as much as he's in the front row. But there is something about when you take a faith step and say, God, I am choosing to yield, (laughs) to surrender and to stop striving, but instead live by the holiness, the righteousness, and perfection that comes in the mighty name of Jesus. And so while we sing this song, if that's you, I just invite you to come forward. You can stand or you can kneel. Also, we're going to leave you alone. Um, This is between you and the Lord. The prayer team, we can be over on the sides. And if you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. But this is an opportunity for anyone who is hungry to truly just be free, to walk in the freedom that is found, in the holiness of Christ. I'm believing for some of you, right here, right now, will be a transformational moment, a defining moment in your life. And there are ways that the Holy Spirit even now is speaking to you, practical steps of freedom that are going to change the directory and course of your life forever. So Holy Spirit, would you just... Invite the Holy Spirit to be here. Knowing he's here. But Holy Spirit, just even stir it up even more. Stir it up even more. Break the ground, Lord. So many of us, there's that desert part of our hearts that needs your rushing, living water to break forth again. That the rivers of your holiness would flow again. That you would touch us with coals to our mouths, that our mouths would be touched by your perfection, that our bodies would be touched by your glory, that our eyes and our ears and our hands and our feet would experience once again the perfection and the righteousness that is found in Christ and Christ alone. And so Lord, even as we come forward this morning, may you see Lord that we're all in and we want you to change everything. We're tired of compartmentalizing our faith. We're tired of saying, you can have this, but you can't have that. Jesus changes everything, and if that's the truth, then we say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and we want you right now, by your Spirit, to bring freedom and life. We want, by your Spirit, you to bring joy and hope and healing, by your Spirit, to bring flourishing and abundance, by your Spirit, to bring the Zoe life, the overflowing Zoe life that you have called us to live. Lord, we're making room for your Spirit to move in our hearts, to change the attitudes of our minds, that you would do what only you can do. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Hallelujah. Let's sing this together. Church, we're going to we're going to sing here we're going to continue to sing but i just i just feel this that there's someone in this room right now that you're just battling shame to the most intense level maybe ever. You're just battling shame and and you even had this thought like, I'm coming to Jesus, but there was a part of you that said, I got to clean up before I really come to Jesus. And and you've even realized that you've been making these efforts, this striving to to say, you know what? I'm going to show the Lord this time. I'm going to show him this time that I can really serve him. And I just feel like before we sing this next part of the song, that the Lord by his spirit wants to just wash his love over you, that there is no more striving. There's nothing thing you need to do in this moment that shame that shame does not come from the lord the lord delights in you remember the lord sees you holy in christ he sees you perfect he sees you without blemish i still don't feel like some of us are hearing that the lord has done what only the lord could do what you need isn't your efforts or your works what you need is Jesus and I pray this that you would pray a dangerous prayer today that someone in this room right now would pray Lord Jesus come into my life Lord Jesus, I'm ready for you to be in my life, to forgive me of all my sins, to make me righteous and holy. Because on my own, I keep on failing. But I'm ready for a better life. I'm ready for a joy-filled life. I'm ready for an abundant life. And if that's you, I'm just telling you, pray that prayer today and you'll never be the same. Let's pray again. It's relationship, not religion. Hallelujah.